Hey everyone, and welcome back to a very special bonus episode of the Water Trio Astrology Podcast. We're celebrating our one-year podcast anniversary. Uh, November 5th, uh, 2018 is when we first launched our show. And we want to say a huge thank you Yay. to all of you. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> we've all got chocolate and tea and uh, we're so excited. You know, we had this intention to add some female voices to, to the world, basically. And being women, you know, we don't have huge amounts of time. So we wanted something kind of short, sweet and to the point. And we had no idea whether people would want something like that. We just thought we'll wing it. And here we are 12 months later with so many of you listening in each week. So thank you all for joining us. Uh, it's been a bit of a wild ride, gals, hasn't it? it definitely yeah, I has. love how we kind of we've started this when the North Node was ingressing into Cancer, and so yeah, we have. I mean, no offense to the guys out there, but we have been a, a bit of a lady podcast. Yeah, you know, really, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, bringing that kind of you know the, the nurturing, the care, all the water stuff that we, uh, we, we you know. That's us, and so yes. we're just sort of putting it, putting it out there to to share with other people. So yeah, thank you for coming on this wild ride. We didn't really know what to expect. We just sort of, you know, as you said, we we winged it, and so, so let's see, see what, what happens. happens. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, we've had. Yeah, we I even felt- had to get sound engineering. You yeah. know, like- <laughs> yeah, yeah. The early days. Oh my god, I the know. early days when I was trying to do the when sound. Apologies for that. Yeah, <laughs> trying to do it. I think. Oh, you did yeah. a great job, Leash. And then it just got to the point where we were like, okay. And then we had someone sort of interning for a while, and then we've graduated to actually a professional person who we now pay to do our we pay. <laughs> But it's been an amazing, and in some ways it's been, you know, our Jupiter and Sag journey together because we started Mm. this right around the time Jupiter was moving into Sag in 2018. So as part of celebrating our one-year anniversary, we put a call out to see if any listeners had any questions that they wanted us to specifically address. And we got a lot of requests for for us to talk about the Saturn-Pluto conjunction happening at 22 Capricorn in January of 2020. So we thought we'd put a short bonus episode episode together for you. I'm stumbling over my words today. And uh, just give you a few ideas about how we're thinking about that conjunction and what you might do to maybe put it in context. We would just make the most of it and uh so that's what we're going to do today so i think Cass, you're going to lead us off today with this yeah i mean i think you know we talked about like what what do we want to talk about what are we going to sort of say and i think a lot of people are feeling a little bit nervous um about this this transit you know there's been a lot of i guess fear mongering there's been a lot of a talk on the social media platforms you know about how scary and terrible it's all going to be and I mean, I'm not going to say it's going to be like a party, but I think, you know, we've we've had some pretty funky transits before. It's not the first challenging aspect we've ever been up against, you know, collectively and, you know, you know, personal transits too. Um, I know with client, in my client work, you know, it has also been something that's come up a fair bit too. And I guess I, you know, try and silver line things, you know, where appropriate. And I guess my take on you know, just to try and get a little bit of scaffolding or perspective around the fear part of it, is firstly, we've been doing Saturn and South Node all year, okay? So we've already done a lot of cleansing, a lot of processing, a lot of wiping the slate clean. You know, in some parts of our life, we have 
had to have a sense of loss or a sense of cleansing or a purification of things and that cold, hard reality of Saturn in, in part of the process. And I think when now we're going, Saturn's going to come and, and join Pluto, you know, some of the things that we sometimes forget around Pluto is that this is the part where that regrowth or that regeneration is possible um, because of the cleansing and the clearing that we've already done. So I feel that, you know, it, there are opportunities around this to perhaps redo things in a better way. You know, we've cleansed, we've removed, we've purified, and now we get that the decayed stuff is gone. Now we get the better part of Pluto. Like we talk about Pluto and transformation as astrologers a lot. And in some ways, I think that term gets a little bit overused. But I think in this case, there is that potential there because we've already done the South Node work. Um, and now we get to kind of like, you know, emerge from that chrysalis, you know, as that butterfly or, you know, uh, you know, come back stronger than ever. There is, there are those possibilities there, I think, too. And, you know, Saturn coming along and putting sort of some limits or boundaries around things which, you know, can help us uh, see things with a little bit more groundedness as well. So, I mean, this is what, 22 Capricorn. So, of course, um, that's the hot spot for the for this uh, aspect. But I don't, I I'm hoping that it's not going to be as bad as what we're seeing a lot of, particularly if you've really been doing the work of Saturn South Node this year. What are your yeah, thoughts? Totally. I mean, Leish? I'm just thinking about the word transformation and I agree. I do think it's definitely overused with Pluto and Pluto isn't the only planet that offers transformation. But just looking at the word transformation, it's like form, it's it's the, the journey between forms. And as you were saying, Cass, we have been doing that all year. It's like we've been stripping everything back or that analogy of the wildfire that we've been using. It's it's now time to see how we can bridge between one form and another to tr go and, and Pluto can offer that. You know, Pluto is one of the best best planets that can help us do that. You know, that ability to change form, move form, it is a bit like a rite of passage, that liminality I think we've also referred to this year. So there has been so much, you know, I... I think we've talked about that white, that bushfire that moved through here recently and I was showing you girls these pictures, but I went back a couple of weeks later and I'll see if I could, you know, this is what it looks like now. You know, there's shoots yeah. coming up. The it's, it's totally green. It's like there is, yes, the, the fires themselves were traumatic. People were evacuated from their homes. It did feel scary, but it was like that for just a short period. And what that's allowed in the bush there is new things to grow up. And it's gotten rid of a whole lot of weeds and a whole lot of issues they were having in that area with lantana. Um, and so now the ability is for the natural, the what belongs with the land to actually grow up in its place. So I feel like, you know, this is, the, and this is the analogy I've been talking to with clients. It's like, it's not new, as you were saying, Cass. It's not like, oh, my God, this is a sudden shock out of the blue that's going to hit us. Um, and the other thing about Saturn is we reap what we sow with Saturn. So if we've been doing the work this year and if we've been doing the releasing and if we've been doing the proper like Marie Kondo and not that binge purge, binge purge 
of consumerism that some of us, some of us can do. Um, <laughs> I'll get rid of this. <laughs> and let's, let's, oh, look, there's room for something else to come in. You know, it, it's like, yeah. And, and the Jupiter, Jupiter will be in the same sign as well. But anyway, I'll stop talking. Kel, what do you want to say about this? No, no, that's great. I mean, the bushfire analogy is something that I think I shared. Uh, I've used it a couple of times in speeches like my 2019 webinar and then I think at Norwalk I talked about, yeah, that Saturn South Node with the bushfire piece and mm. the clearing out. And it's important to understand that the Saturn Pluto in January 20 is part of a larger theme. And mm. one thing, because I've had some clients come through that have been quite nervous, you know, because there is starting to be a lot said about this on social media and in the, in the astrology community. And I just want to... so. What I often do with clients in that situation is we break it down, we put some context and we, we flesh out the full timeline of something like this. If you have a planet around 22 degrees of Capricorn or the other cardinal signs, which would be Aries, Cancer or Libra, yes, this is going to be really important for you. But it's already been important for you throughout 2019 and it will continue to be important throughout most of 2020. Because if we look at when has Pluto been at 22 Capricorn, he first started activating 22 Capricorn in February, March of 2019. He was at 22 Capricorn again in May, June of 2019. Pluto's at 22 Capricorn, December 2019, January 2020, and again from August until November of 2020. Mm. So in some ways, the Pluto transit to 22 degrees of cardinal signs is almost two years, and the Saturn activation just happens in the middle of it. Now, Saturn tends to help bring events to completion. It helps to structure or formalize or finalize things. And so one way I can see this January 2020 Saturn-Pluto piece is that it's really helping you bring into concrete manifestation or really act on the deeper transformations or changes or shifts that you've been working on or reflecting about through the whole of 2019. So in some ways, I know that Saturn's a little bit more accessible than the outer planets like Pluto and that January 2020 can actually bring a turning point or an important transition that helps you prepare for the future, get rid of any old stuff that's still sticking around, and then you've got your foundation from where you're going to continue that change of form. I love how you broke that down, Leash. Like that transformation is about changing form, basically. So, yeah, it's going to be intense and it's going to be powerful and poignant. It's going to be more relevant for people who do have planets or things like your ascendant or midheaven around that 22-degree point. Um, but I think it's important to remember that it's the middle point of a longer two-year trend, if you like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's really true. Um, and I'm just going to throw the chart back up because as we were looking, as I was looking at it while you guys were talking – I also noticed that we're going to have Mercury right there as this conjunction is happening. And mm -hmm. to me, that feels like there's something that needs to be said. You know, there are mm. agreements, there are maybe there's paperwork, there's some scheduling or logistics, but, you know, Mercury is like the megaphone or the voice piece. So it's not just I've been moving the pieces of my life or my psyche around, but I need to talk about it or I need to share it or I need to let other people know about it. Yeah, or, you know, tidying up lingering paperwork or 
um, you know, filing things away or completing stuff, um, you know, and also, as you said, Kel, giving voice to perhaps, you know, how everything's been feeling. Um, but, yeah, there is that, I guess, the mercurial component um, might even have a little bit to do with money as well potentially, like just making sure you're on top of everything or, um, you know, bank accounts, paperwork, um, you know, those logistical areas as well. Yeah. And also, also, I was also just thinking of planning with this, you know, yep. and it's long-term planning. You know, this is the beginning of 2020, as we talked about last episode. It's the beginning of a new decade. And it's like, okay, the old platform's been cleared away. What am I ready to build on now? Where am I going to go? This is a time to be making 10-year plans as much as you can. Yep. Definitely waiting until after. Yes. after it is a new yeah. decade. Yes, <laughs> we're accepting that. So where do you see yourself in five years from now? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it is yeah. just like what's your five-year life plan? And exactly. Yeah. And I then think also, it's, it's... What, sorry, sorry, Leish. <laughs> No, I just I just think that as well because the sun's there too, shining at spotlight. I mean, it is going to be a crunchy few days. I'm not going to paint it too pretty because we've got the eclipse just a couple of days before as well um, when that moon is in Cancer. So there is going to be some crunchy stuff happening, but it's no different to the crunchy stuff that's already been happening. So, and as you were saying, Kelly, so beautifully, really it's it's nothing new for any of us and I'm in there and Cass I think you are a bit too having planets around that 22 degree cardinal signs. Oh yeah we're all in there. Yeah, we're all in oh, there. Yeah. Yes. Of course we're all in there you know and it's yeah. like it's 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 a consolidation this energy it's like bringing things back to simple and you know I think that it really offers such ease to just go, I'm not cluttered up with stuff. I can think clearly. I can look clearly to what's ahead and I don't have to clear everything out of the way to build what I want to build. Um, let's start from scratch and build it up again. Yeah, as you were talking there, Leisha, it reminds me of that kind of mindset of like just start where you are. You know, often mm. we think, oh, I've got to wait till this happens or I've got to wait till that happens. And the practical kind of just be in the present energy of, of all this earthy Capricorn Saturn piece is just like be realistic about where you are. And Cass, you've been saying this too, like do the best with what you have, which is mm. such a Capricorn mindset. Like, yes, you might like to have, you know, we talk about our businesses and we're like, oh, we'd love to have this or that. And it's like, yep, yep. that'd be great. But this is what we've got and we're just going to work yeah. forward from here. Yeah, yeah, totally. So it's kind of like this year has been all about the Saturn, the South Node and the cleansing, the purifying, which I've already mentioned. So, you know, we, we may not be at the starting point we sort of thought we wanted to be when we're like, oh, Jupiter and Sag, you know, it's all <laughs> going to be more, more, more. Um, and then it's sort of like, well, I may not be where I want to be, but I'm exactly where I need to be. Mm. And so those things that you've lost or cleansed or shed away is moving forward with a little bit more of a clarity. And I can't help but notice too that, you know, Saturn, Pluto and Mercury are all combust the sun. Mm. So we've got that element there as well. So, you know, it might even take a little bit of time for these uh, energies to sort of emerge or become fully clear, um, you know, because that's the nature of the combustion. So um, I think, yeah, a lot of it is about like, I think uh, I was going through some, you know, 
tough times many, many years ago and a dear friend of mine who, um, you know, in, uh, practicing a version of uh, you know, Hindu faith. And I went to a meeting and his guru sort of said, um, in order to have something that you want, you in order to have something, use what you already have to get something more along those lines. So mm. it is about, um, I could, you know, just in this moment, I can't say it very articulately, but I guess it's that the Capricorn side of things, mm. you know, you streamline build something brick by brick or step by step uh, and you may not have all the superficial or the frivolous or all the trimmings you may not have what you want but you definitely have what you need in order mm. to get a little bit more use the resources you've already got or the nows or the um the skills or talents or whatever it is so there is this kind of and that's where the beauty of Pluto can come through, that the growth and the regeneration, but starting from where you're you're at, not where, you, and this is where a lot of people get stuck. They, they think about themselves or their lives about where they wanted to be mm. or where, um, but rather than what you have now. And if, I mean, I know this is so cliched and it might come off a little bit, you know, um, not, you know, ill-intentioned and it's not the case, but you know, being grateful for what you have it really does make a big difference from your mindset and getting out of the place of this big scary transit, you know. Mm, yeah. Give, you yeah. know, be, be, you know, the things that you lost or the things that, you know, didn't work out how you thought they would, would in 2019 can reframe or reshape what is really important to you, what is long-lasting. You know, the only structures that are going to remain through this are the things that are worth holding on to in the first place. Mm. So, you know, if that means losing that shitty boyfriend or that job that you hate or the, the security you think you need or that you think you want, um, you know, it, it may not actually be what you need moving forward. So there is a there is some real juice in this, even though it's in dry, bad, dry and barren place. But I think if you can perhaps reshape or reframe the way it feels, it, it, you know, starting from where you are rather than where you want it to be is the way that you can really move forward with this without being feeling that you're overcome by doom or gloom or, you know, a big scary celestial monster coming to get you. Yeah, that's beautiful. I think the idea of the dryness, because, you know, Capricorn and Saturn and planets being near the sun are all features that indicate a drier tone. Mm. But dryness does give clarity. It gives healthy separation, which allows you to get a clearer perspective. So I do think that's one of the gifts of this as well. And I liked what you said, Cass, around the combustion piece. So when planets are within about eight degrees of the sun, they're hidden and they're kind of overshadowed by the sun because the sun is so bright. And so there is that idea of like seeds being planted in the darkness or the inkling of a new beginning that becomes clear in the future. And one thing I also wanted to throw in, which is I think it's kind of your point, Cass, I'm just going to mention it and Leish or Cass jump in. We do have the conjunction obviously happening around 22 cap, but over the couple of months afterwards, Jupiter is going to move up and actually meet Pluto around 24 Capricorn. I think that happens towards the end of March. So yeah. that's going to sort of add something in. How do you guys see that playing out? That's what I'm personally looking forward to. Um, I think that, you know, Jupiter and Pluto together can be very indicative of 
wealth of some form, you know, physical wealth, financial wealth, um, spiritual wealth. So, um, again, I think come back to that idea of start with where you're at. Um, and so, you know, that dryness, that separativeness is going to bring, you know, that cold, harsh clarity, but at least a solid foundation from where you can build from rather than hopes and dreams. So, what I also like about this is that perhaps any New Year's resolutions have got a, you know, red hot chance of actually sticking this time around because they're kind of developed um, under these really dry and realistic circumstances um, with a long-term uh, idea in mind. But the Jupiter-Pluto piece, I think, is, you know, going to perhaps really um, stir up the the potential and possibility that we're really dealing with with Pluto here. It's adding a little bit of, not much, but a little bit of moisture to something that's been pretty parched. So there is that potential for seeing the good or seeing the possibility out of, you know, something that might seem not too abundant or joyful or, you know, on the surface level. Um, what are your thoughts, Lishi? I just all this barrenness and this dryness is making me think, you know, when we went hiking in the desert in Israel for a week and the it was all about a long journey that we had to go on and at the beginning we took all this stuff and we thought we'd need this and we thought we need that and luckily we had a truck following us so whatever we didn't need we could kind of put in the truck and leave and by the end of it we didn't have much at all, but we had come so far within ourselves. And, you know, it just made me think we we realised how little we needed to survive and how little we actually did require and how we could make do exactly what you say with what we already had. And it made me realise how much resilience we had, um, how much persistence we had and how much strength we had just within ourselves and who we were. And I think, you know, I, I saw that as well in the goats that lived in this desert. There was nothing. I don't know what they ate, but they were happily trotting around the mountainsides because we were hiking through canyons and places where there's very little water. And it just made me think of this and talking about this and what Jupiter is going to bring in because Jupiter grows and expands whatever it's in. So there's this sense of this real resilience and this real strength that probably a lot of us have discovered we have within ourselves through whatever's happened through much of 2019. It's like, yes, tough things have happened, but I got through it and it's taught me a lot about myself and I know what I can tackle I know, and I've got a strength with this. So it's that real ability to look within ourselves, dig within ourselves, find that inner steel in a way that can help us push forward. And I feel like, you know, the Jupiter-Pluto, there will be a, quite a bit about power and control and, and what's important and how we use our power and what kind of control we're bringing to the table with this. And there'll be a lot of questions about that. And I think worldwide, we're going to be seeing some interesting things happen, especially because this is, this is the last year before we've got that 200 year cycle change as well. It just feels so fitting that all of this is happening and that we're really questioning that. But in our own lives, in our inner lives, it's like, okay, where do I need control? What do I need to have that within? And, and how can I touch base with what's really important for me and, and what I want to grow from that place? So yeah. What about you, Cal? 
Yeah, no, I do think the Jupiter is a little bit of a tempering energy. Um, I think, I don't know, I guess I sort of see them as almost two distinct things. Like there's the Saturn-Pluto mm. piece in January, and that's really going to flavor January. And I liked your point, Cass, where you were like, you know, New Year's resolutions, just, you know, being a bit more honest or a bit more realistic with some of the things that you set out to achieve for 2020. Uh, and then the Jupiter-Pluto, you know, because the skies look very different by the time Jupiter meets Pluto. I think it's technically exact in early April, as we just had on the um, chart that was on the screen. And by then, Saturn has actually moved into Aquarius. So there is a real sense that even just in the first quarter of 2020, there is quite a change from how things look in January to what opportunities or, you know, barriers that you might be dealing with. You know, what what you think is going to be a thing in January has shifted form or, or um, changed shape by, by March, April. So I think that's interesting to keep in mind, too, that it's very much just flavoring the start of 2020. So um, I know we said a short episode, but we've kind of, you know, wanted to share all our thoughts with you. So if you did like this episode or you enjoy our podcast, please do subscribe by the links, the bells or the buttons above and below. Um, anything either of you want to share with our listeners before we wrap up today? Okay, crickets, I love it. So I did, I think because this episode's not going to be so time specific that if people do want to find out more about what any of us are up to, just pop over to our website. So we've got CassandraTindall.com, um, AliciaYusuf.com, and Kelly'sAstrology.com, and we'll link to our, our episodes below. We are actually teaching a retreat in Brisbane. Yes, I was just, just about a, to say yeah, that. Yeah, uh, just, just a few a days, days before. Yes. Yeah, right. I noticed that. I'm like, oh, yeah, our retreat's on January 9th and the Saturn-Pluto is January 12th. So uh, if you would like to get more insights about this, you're welcome to join us in Brisbane in January and we'll have a link to that in our show notes as well. So thank you all. Thank you all again for listening um, over the year. We've really loved bringing the show to you and we look forward to many more years of doing that in the future. Uh, so I guess that's it from us for now. That's it. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. Okay. Feel free to drop your comments below, you know, around your ideas around the Jupiter, oh, sorry, the Saturn-Pluto piece as well, or even Jupiter too. Yeah, let us know what you're thinking about or even if you've got any experiences coming up already. Okay. Cool. All right. Okay. Ciao for now. Happy birthday to us. Yay. <laughs> okay, bye.